Hi, everybody. This is Nick Longo. I'm the director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry here at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast. We want this to be a place for you to be able to um, still be connected to our parish um, when you're on the go and you're on the move, and especially during this time um, when we're all doing social distancing and we can't gather together for prayer, we want to be able to reach you here on the podcast. So today we're going to be uh, giving you the full-length audio for the Mass um, with Father Tom for the fourth Sunday of Lent. So we hope that this can benefit your spiritual life and help uh, bring some comfort to you and some peace um, during this time of Lent when we can't gather all together. We hope that you can enjoy this gathering with us in an audio form. We'll also be posting it online on YouTube and on our Facebook page for you to watch this Mass um, in full there also. And in addition to that, if you just want to listen to just the homily, that can also be found here on the podcast. We'll be uh, posting the uh, just the audio for the homily in another episode. Um, but you can listen to the full Mass right now as we dive into it. So thank you so much. We'll dive into the Mass with Father Tom Belek. God bless you. I know we're praying for you. My friends in Christ, I greet you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. I want to welcome you as we celebrate Latari Sunday, a word that means rejoice, and how important in this time when we're not able to gather all together here in a public Mass as we celebrate this Mass, and many of our parishioners watch from home, that we lift our eyes to God, the one who gives us hope and courage, that we in our hearts can rejoice together as a community of faith. And to help us enter fully into this celebration, we call to mind our sins as we trust in God's mercy and love. Lord Jesus, you give light to a world of darkness. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you give sight to the blind. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you give rest in verdant pastures. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and lead us to everlasting life. And let us pray. O 
O God, who through your word reconcile the human race to yourself in a wonderful way, grant, we pray, that with prompt devotion and eager faith, the Christian people may hasten toward the solemn celebrations to come. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. We open our hearts to the Word of God. A reading from the first book of Samuel. The Lord said to Samuel, Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem, for I have chosen my king from among his sons. As Jesse and his sons came to the sacrifice, Samuel looked at Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not judge from his appearance or from his lofty stature, because I have rejected him. Not as man sees does God see, because man sees the appearance, but the Lord looks into the heart. In the same way, Jesse presented seven sons before Samuel. But Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any one of these. Then Samuel asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? Jesse replied, there is still the youngest, who is tending the sheep. Samuel said to Jesse, Send for him. We will not begin the sacrificial banquet until he arrives here. Jesse sent and had the young man brought to them. He was ruddy, a youth handsome to behold, and making a splendid appearance. The Lord said, There, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel, with the horn of oil in hand, anointed David in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Live as children of light, for light produces every kind of goodness and righteousness and truth. Try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the fruitless works of darkness. Rather, expose them. For it is shameful even to mention the things done by them in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither he nor his parents sinned. It is so that the works of God might be made visible through him. We have to do the works of the one who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground made clay with the saliva and smeared the clay on his eyes and said to him, Go wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back able to see. His neighbors and those who had seen him earlier as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is. But others said, No, he just looks like him. He said, I am. So they said, how were your eyes opened? He replied, the man called Jesus, made clay and anointed my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. So I went there and washed and was able to see. They said to him, where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought the one who was blind to the Pharisees. Now Jesus had made clay and opened his eyes on a Sabbath. So then the Pharisees also asked him how he was able to see. And he said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and now I can see. So some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a sinful man do such signs? There was a division among them. So they said to the blind man again, What do you have to say about him, since he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. 
Now the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and gained his sight until they summoned the parents of the one who had gained his sight. And they asked them, Is this your son who you say was born blind? How does he now see? His parents answered and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. We do not know how he sees now, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews. For the Jews had already agreed that if anyone acknowledged him as the Christ, he would be expelled from the synagogue. For this reason, his parents said, He is of age. Question him. So a second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He replied, If he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know is that I was blind, and now I see. So they said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? They ridiculed him and said, You are that man's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we do not know where this one is from. And the man answered, This is what is so amazing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if one is devout and does his will, he listens to him. It is unheard of that anyone ever opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he would not be able to do anything. He answered and said to him, You were born totally in sin, and are you trying to teach us? And then they threw him out. When Jesus heard that they had thrown him out, he found him and said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered and said, Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have seen him. And the one speaking with you is he. He said, I do believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. And then Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, so that those who do not see might see, and those who do see might become blind. Some of the Pharisees who were with him heard this and said, Surely we are not also blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you are saying, We see. So your sin remains. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we want to thank you for being a part of this celebration. As much as we'd like to all be together here in our church, in our home, we realize that we can't do this at this time. So I'm so grateful that we have this opportunity to still celebrate faith together, to open the Word of God, and to participate remotely in the celebration of the Eucharist. You know, we've all had that experience in our lives when all of a sudden the power goes out. One moment we're doing all of our regular tasks, and the next moment the lights are out. 
we go from light to darkness. And when that happens, sometimes it can be scary, it can be frightening. Sometimes we can be angry about it because we can't do the things that we plan to do. Sometimes when that happens, we even want to, to cast blame for why this has happened. But our basic instinct, our first instinct, when the lights go out, when we find ourselves in darkness, is to seek light. We find that candle to light that one candle to dispel the darkness. We, we search for the flashlight hoping we replace the batteries. Some people have camping equipment and they find a camp light. And others are more prepared and, and they start a generator. But our basic instinct is to seek a source of light. I think that analogy is very much what we've all experienced these last couple of weeks. One moment, kids were going to school, and we were going to work. We were gathering together for social events. We were gathering together in church. And in a very short time, all of that changed. We moved from light to darkness. And we come this day to seek out that source of light. In our gospel today, Jesus brings light through the eyes of a man born blind and says, I am the light of the world. That's why we gather this day, to seek out that source of light that from the moment of our baptism has nurtured and guided us, walked with us. All the moments of our lives are our happiest moments and our most difficult moments. Along with the coronavirus has come for us a whole new set of, of terminology. Shelter in place. Social distancing. I never used those words in my life. And yet, now we're using that all the time. Social distancing, that's what we're doing right now in order to, to allow this virus to, to begin to level out. We are choosing for the greater good to keep distance. Well, the good news is that social distancing isn't in God's playbook. Social distancing isn't part of God's plan. Well, we need to do that now, but God doesn't do that with us. In fact, what we just celebrated at Christmas time was the incarnation, God dwelling within us. God setting up sanctuary within us. And so even if our sanctuary is closed for public mass, the sanctuary that's in our heart is always open. God is always present to us. He who is light of the world. I was talking to Deacon Adolfo on the phone the other night, and I told him I'd give him footnote for this thought. We talked about the sacraments and Eucharist and how hard it is for Catholics not to be receiving Eucharist on a consistent basis. What a, what a huge sacrifice that is for us at this time to be in spiritual communion. And as Deacon reminded me, there's no expiration date on the sacraments. So what we're doing now is we are living on all of the communions that we have taken throughout our life. God is present to us. All the sacraments that we have received there's no expiration date on those. And so we're in communion as we gather. God is dwelling within us, and he is the light that shines in these difficult moments to continue to lead and guide us. I shared with you a story some years ago 
and Nick reminded me of it this week. Many years ago, I and three of my friends, uh, Jack, Gary, and Bob, we went down to Mexico, and we went out to the beautiful island of Cozumel. And we decided that we would take a boat to the mainland and, and tour the ruins of Tulum. So we got on an old boat with several others. The Caribbean Sea was as smooth as glass and all the beautiful colors of blue that you can imagine. We had this beautiful, smooth sailing over to Tulum, and we, we toured the ancient Mayan ruins. And after we got done with that, we went scuba diving and snorkeling so that we could see the beautiful uh, sea life. And then after that, we sat down to a delicious, a beautiful seafood uh, banquet of fish and crab and mussels and oysters. And then it was time to get on the boat to go back. Only in that time, the sea had changed. Instead of being flat and smooth, it was gray and choppy. There was white caps on the Caribbean. We got on this old boat with others, and it was so windy that even though we were going that direction to the port, the bow of the boat was faced in this direction. And there we went, bobbing and tilting. And of course, people began to get seasick on the journey. And I'll never forget my friend Bob looked me in the eyes and said, Tom, I think my fish wants to go back to the sea. And he immediately ran for the, the railing of the boat. But I remembered someone had told me that when you're out in rough waters, find a light in the distance and focus your, light, your eyes on that light. And it made all the difference in the world. All the rocks no longer became upsetting. I focused my eyes on that light until we got to port. Jesus says in the gospel, I am the light of the world. He has set up sanctuary in our hearts. And I pray in, in these challenging times that we will use all of the means that are at our disposal to cast our eyes on him, and that he will bring us safely into harbor. And not only do we cast our eyes on him, the light of the world, he gives us the courage and strength to be that light for others. And that takes faith, and so we pray. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his son, only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. God leads us from darkness into light, 
let us offer our petitions for the church and all the world. For all God's people, that we invite Christ into our darkness, so that like the man born blind, he may heal us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our our prayer. For local, national, and world leaders in this time of need, that they make wise and prudent decisions for the good of all people, especially the most vulnerable among us. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For our catechumens, candidates, and elect, that they may be strengthened in their desire to be one with the body of Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all in our community, especially those who are feeling isolated and vulnerable, we pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord, hear our prayer. For all who are in the hospital as a result of the virus, for those preparing for and recovering from surgery, and for all who are currently under hospice care, for healing grace, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died throughout the world, and for all who mourn their passing, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of mercy and love, you defend the poor and weak. Listen to our prayer and lead us out of darkness. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. As we prepare the altar for the celebration of Eucharist, This time in the Mass, of course, we normally take up the uh, collection of the offering. I just wanted to say to all of you, thank you so much who have sent in gifts to the church, who have dropped by your Sunday envelope. All of that is, is deeply appreciated as we continue to provide ministry and service here in the community. If you haven't done so, I really want to encourage you to consider setting up the electronic funds transfer or if you go onto the website, you can donate online, and every gift is deeply appreciated. Also, thank you for remembering St. Vincent de Paul. During this time, our St. Vincent de Paul ministry is still uh, very active in, in the days and weeks to come. There's going to be even more need. So thank you for continuing to bring by uh, food and, and supplies so that we can help to be light for others, to be Christ for those in need.
pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. We place before you with joy these offerings, which bring eternal remedy, O Lord, praying that we may both faithfully revere them and present them to you as it is fitting for the salvation of all the world. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. By the mystery of the Incarnation, he has led the human race that walked in darkness into the radiance of the faith, has brought those born in slavery to ancient sin through the waters of regeneration, to make them your adopted children. Therefore, all creatures of heaven and earth sing a new song in adoration, and we with all the hosts of angels cry out, and without end we acclaim. <laughs> You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. You never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice. Giving you thanks, he said the blessing and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. 
Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, recognizing the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself. And grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mother, Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, Saint John the Evangelist, with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. And may this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant Francis, our Pope, Paul, our Archbishop, Eusebio and Daniel, our auxiliary bishops, with our retired Archbishop Peter, the order of bishops, all the clergy, the entire people you have gained for your own. And listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. And to our departed brothers and sisters, to all who were pleasing to you at the passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. We pray in the words of our Savior, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil and graciously grant peace in our days. That by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. We encourage all of you at home and here in the church this day to extend a sign of peace to one another. Peace. The Lord's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. The body and blood of Christ lead us to everlasting life. And let us pray. O God, who enlighten everyone who comes into this world, illuminate our hearts, we pray, with the splendor of your grace, that we may always ponder what is worthy and pleasing to your majesty and love you in all sincerity. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Of course, it wouldn't be Mass if there weren't announcements. So I have a few things I do want to share with you. And the first one, of course, thank you so much for participating in this celebration of the Eucharist. I think one thing that's assuring for us is that even though we don't have public Mass, Mass is being celebrated. All of the priests in the archdiocese are celebrating a private Mass every day and in it holding up the intentions of the whole church and the graces of that sacrament are flowing out uh, to, to all of us and to all the world. So know that that, that is taking place and that this is a, a way for us to be able to, uh, to be together. I hope it was comforting for you to, to worship 
to see the church and to uh, pray along at home. Now, currently, of course, our governor has asked those 60 and older to shelter in place as best they can. And until that time comes when he asks everyone to shelter and stay in place, um, know that the church will continue to be open for private prayer. Uh, Monday through Fridays from 8 to noon and again from 4 to 6. And you're welcome to come to the church uh, to pray, uh, to find uh, comfort uh, here in our spiritual home. And on the weekend in the mornings from 8 to 10. And also we still have confessions on Monday evening at 6, on Thursday morning at 8, and again our regular time at 8.30. So I mentioned in uh, the announcement at Offertory, St. Vincent de Paul is still very active and there's lots of need. So thank you for thinking of others during this time in a special way. We are always a generous community. So thank you for your continued donations of food and items to help those who come to us in need. And as we are called to be light for the others, I just really encourage each and every one of you to every day to make sure you pick up the telephone or, or Skype or chat with, with someone just to check in to see how they're doing. I hope that you have in your mind, even as we worship today, you know, the people that sit around you at Mass, the people that you always greet, reach out to them so that we can continue to, to build community. And if there's anyone in need, we want to make sure that we can respond uh, to their need. The Archbishop has asked us to do a few things together. Um, the bells, those churches that have bells that ring, they're going to ring them every day at noon, and they encourage us to pray the Angelus at noon together. At one o'clock, the Archbishop has asked us to pray a rosary from wherever we are, that we in the whole archdiocese can unite our prayers. And of course, if you can't pray it at, at one o'clock, pray it at a time that you can in order to continue to unite us together. We also have of the prayer to Our Lady of Seattle, the undoer of knots. And you'll find that prayer on our parish website along with connections to all sorts of different resources that are available to us at this time that enable us to continue to strengthen our faith and through that faith to help one another. And of course, I want to extend a word of thanks to the staff who are working so hard at this time to continue a, a wonderful pastoral uh, ministry here in the parish and to all those who are helping to make this possible. Um, I'm so very, very deeply grateful that this is an avenue that we can reach out and to celebrate our faith together. And so much as we do, of course, during the football season, we end our Mass praying to Our Lady of Victory. We'll pray to Our Lady of Seattle, undoer of knots, uh, that she will always lead us uh, to the love of her Son. Let us pray. Look upon those who call to you, O Lord, and sustain the weak. Give life by your unfailing light to those who walk in the shadow of death, and bring those rescued by your mercy from every evil to reach the highest good. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Mass is ended. Our Lady of Seattle and Doer of Knots, pray for us. God bless you.
Hey, everybody, and thank you so much again for tuning in and listening and praying with us the full-length Mass for the fourth Sunday of Lent. We hope that your Lent is going well, and we hope that you can be encouraged by us reaching out to you through this podcast. If you love this podcast, if you loved being able to pray in this way, we hope that you can share it with a friend and help spread spread the word that we're reaching out in this way. If you'd like to give and still help support us in reaching out to you, um, through all of these different ways and the ways we're still trying to care and reach your needs um, from our parish, you can do that online by going to bit.ly slash give sje. Again, it's just all lowercase, and the address to give is going to bit.ly slash give sje. Thank you so much for the support of our parish. Thank you so much for praying with us. Um, Know that we are praying for you also during this time. God bless you.